Welcome to Blockbusted, the movie review podcast where two birthday boys ask, why does this cake taste so metallic? I'm Mitch. I'm Max. And today we're looking at Willy's Wonderland and Five Nights at Freddy's. Spookiest time of the year, right now, ish. We actually we missed it. First of November. We we missed it by a day. We missed the spookiest day of the year by a day. It was so spooky that um we couldn't. I ran out of time. We ran out of time to record. That was the scariest part of all. Was not being able to record on the day we were supposed to, but. I'm ready now to indulge in some pizza, eat some cake, and get murdered by an animatronic. Max, how about you? I'm I'm so excited for this episode. I am just very excited about our thoughts on these two movies. And I think we've hit a peak in quality. I don't think we're ever going to get an episode that has the amount of quality in this episode of film. Do you reckon? Mm. Um... Look, we've got some bangers lined up, but I reckon this might be it for the year. Yeah, I don't think we're, I think we're peaked. This is the peak. I thought Megalodon, we couldn't beat Meg, the Meg episode, but no, this is it. This is the episode. So, and, as you, and if you, Mitch's mic sounds normal again, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Sorry about last week. We don't know what happened. I didn't touch a single setting and it decided to kill itself. But this week, we maybe fixed it. We, we maybe fixed it. Um, the best kind of fix. You'll you'll know by now whether or not it's fixed because you'll be able to hear it. Uh, but yes, this week today's theme, well, this week's theme is haunted ripoff Chuck E. Cheese restaurants in film. I, I, I thought the theme was just going to be adaptations of the of the hit video game Five Nights at Freddy's. It's both <laughs> because Willy's on the Land is outwardly also being stated to be a uh, a version of Five Nights at Freddy's. But yeah, it's, it's, I mean, if you want to go slightly broader, it's, uh, it's just haunted rip of Chuck E. Cheese's basically, which is something I've never been to a Chuck E. Cheese because I've never gone to one in America and they don't have them here in Australia. I don't know about well, you. I'm like, I remember going to like play centers, like it's different. And they'll have like the slides and the ball pit and whatever. See, that, that's sick though. You're not getting chased around by a weird weasel or something. You're, you're I, just there was, hanging there out was in a one- slide pit. There was one that I remember from when I was a kid. I think it was in um, South Morang. I don't know if it's still around. And there was like mm. a bike track out the back and you could go get a bike and you, you rode it around and there was like a traffic light. You had to stop at the traffic light. And it was oh, the like traffic to- school? No, 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 no. It was like on like bicycles. No, no, that's what I'm saying. There was like traffic. There's like that, that thing in, it's near Baldwin called traffic school or something and you bring your bike but you got to obey all the road rules and stuff. Maybe. And it's it's basically a mini little town that you ride around. Yeah. And you, it's kind of a good way to learn road rules without actually being on the road. And I, before I just remember it being like the best drive. thing. I just remember it being the best thing. It's crazy and that you decided to go on a bike, then a slide. I would pick slide over bike any day. Nah, at that age, bike over slide. My age nah. now, slide over bike. I think unless every it's, age. Unless it's a motorbike, in which case, yeah, probably two slides. Slide. Probably two, two slides over a motorbike. Or like a water slide? Oh, dude, water slide would be, unless I'm not 
in the right gear, in which case, no thank you. No, I, I do a water bike. slide in the wrong gear. Mm-mm. Just like if someone said, hey, do you want to go on a water slide right now? Yeah, sure. I'll go on a water slide. In this weather? It's like 14 yeah. degrees. Yeah. It's going to be cold. Water slide. You're going to be cold. No, I'm, not talking, I'm not talking like slip and slide in someone's backyard. I'm talking like full, like fun like fields, watermark. wet and wild watermark water slide business. You're going to be cold still. I can live with that. Insane that you went to Fun Fields as like the first one. I, li- to, like, I lived near Fun Fields for my whole childhood. Just kind of places you <laughs> geographically. <laughs> but all right, I think it's time to get into the amazing films we have this week. Spoiler alert for both. <laughs> try that again. No, no, I'll, I can cut that around and just give him some space. All right, Willie's Wonderland. Think, I think you actually need to say the spoiler alert because I don't think you said the spoiler alert. You said I just said spoiler alert. You went spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Okay, spoiler mm. alert for, for Willie's Wonderland and Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, I lost the ability to read for two seconds. Um, Willie's Wonderland, directed by Kevin Lewis and released in 2021. It stars Nick Cage. Oh, what have I done? No, we're all good. Emily Toaster, Beth Grant, and Rick Reitz. Wait, sorry, Max. did you read that right? Is Emily Toaster? T R S T A Toaster. Oh, Toaster. Uh, Toaster. I would think that's Toaster, not Toaster. Toaster is so much more funny. What I did I, was I put a I put a a, a a comma between Emily and Toaster, so I thought it was two different names. And I just written Emily down and not the next, per, not her last name, but I worked it out. We're good. Don't worry about it. Um, Max, what is Willie's Wonderland about? All right. So I'm going to give a little bit of context for everyone who is not familiar with the franchise that we're discussing today. And that is the hit video game series by Scott Cawthorn, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. It, I'm, I'm getting like fist pumps from the manager. Five Nights at Freddy's was like this huge... Was. It is. Uh, I mean, I guess it still is. I, th- I it's still a different think generation it, now. It's, it's the next it's a, one. It's a whole different like thing now. It's I think it's like a different story and stuff. It didn't have a story originally. Ooh. Had anyway, a story. but that's just a theory. A game theory. So Five Nights at Freddy's was this indie video game by this one guy where you played a security guard in a uh, abandoned Chuck E. Cheese ripoff where the Called Freddy's. Called Freddy's, where the animatronics would hunt you. They'd come to life and hunt you over the course of five nights, and you had to stop them by checking in on various security cameras and things like that. And the series got really, really big thanks to a couple of YouTubers, namely Markiplier, doing lots and lots of streams of this game because it was a game that was really easy to do live reactions to. And so it developed a cult following from that, which spun off into... 26 games. The the game receiving multiple sequels, people speculating about hidden lore, which, as you were referring to before, spawned really the first big influx into game theory, which I like, I was a big fan of. Yeah, I remember you showing me that on a bed in Rye way back in the day. Well, like eight, what, seven, eight? <laughs> Oh, no, I didn't meet you till I was 11. What? Um, it wasn't that old. That long no, no, no. It, it was 11 or 12, and you, you sat me down on your bed. Oh, our bed, the bed we were sharing. The bed we were sharing. Because we were great friends. In a completely and, platonic, non-sexual way. 
I mean, did we have sex? No, we were 11. Sex was gross. It still is, actually. And and you, you made me watch why Mario was a fascist. So why Mario is a communist, thank you very much. Oh, um, it, uh, this just goes to show how much I was paying attention. Really, I, I got the wrong political um, spectrum. <laughs> anyway, it, it had became this really big cultural moment. It spawned a whole bunch of games across a variety of different platforms. There's, I think, six main games, and then like a weird little turn-based RPG and a VR game and a whole bunch of other random bullshit, which itself had all this like self-contained lore and as a result of it having this really really big fan following people naturally gravitated to wanting to make movies so back to your original point willie's wonderland <laughs> is a movie the best way i could describe it is if a fan of five nights at freddy's wanted to make a legally distinct movie about five nights at freddy's in this movie just a quick quick synopsis Nicolas Cage, a drifter, as it's described in the in the a mute drifter, mute drifter, as it's described on, on the on the synopsis on Stan, gets stuck in a small town where to be able to pay to fix his car and leave the town, he needs to clean this abandoned like um pizza Chuck e. cheese ripoff Chuck e. cheese ripoff called willie's wonderland but it turns out the animatronics come to life and try and kill you because um they're it's five nights of freddy's by um the ghosts of child murderers yeah so that's like the big difference right is that this one's the actual murderers are possessing the there's, thing where in the five nights of freddy's it's the children who are possessing the the animatronics there's two big differences in the way that i see it so one's good and the other one's five nights of freddy's so one one is that the people or the ghosts haunting the animatronics are these uh, serial killers who perform a satanic ritual to inhabit the bodies of the animatronics. The so other one, awesome. the, the other big difference is that slasher rather than a like strictly a um, horror film, and by that I mean Nicolas Cage spends most of the movie beating up the animatronics which and cleaning to my knowledge and cleaning he spends a lot of the movie cleaning it's pretty um, cool but to my knowledge in the games at least it was never something it was never the intention to defeat the animatronics it was only ever to survive yes and so i think that's really the key, for me the key difference between the two movies is this one is like an almost an action action horror and or attempts to be an action horror and the other one attempts to be a more suspenseful serious serious yeah. horror what are your thoughts on on willie's wonderland mitchell all right so it's not a brilliant film i would never claim that but damn is it funny and is that enough for me to have an enjoyable experience with this film i think the casting of nicholas cage is possibly some of the most genius casting to ever have befallen film ever. Uh, any other actor would not have been able to pull this film off or this character off. He's just, it's insane. And it's actually a really weirdly reserved performance from him because he's meant to be this stoic. Nothing faces him. He doesn't utter a single word throughout the whole film. Like that, when I said mute before, I meant actually mute. He just does not talk. And he does a really good job. The only emotion he ever shows is 
getting really into a pinball machine on his breaks, on his regularly mandated breaks that he takes throughout the film. There's just something... <laughs> it's it's really hard to talk about, like because you often we're very segregated and like we talk about this movie and then we talk about the next movie. But what works, what works for one film and what works for another film, it's hard to talk about without mentioning what didn't work for the other film or what did work for the other film. So I'm going to be probably doing a little bit of, um, uh, I don't know, cross-pollination, I guess. But ba- basically this movie, it, it kind of realized early on that its budget wasn't going to be able to let it be uh, scary because it has a probably a horrible budget and I don't know what the budget is, but I would um, not claim it to be good. I looked it up last night. It was um, let me take. It was five look. million, and it made about five hundred thousand back. So it lost money. <laughs> you know that's, that's understandable. I get it. I don't think many people will understand the genius of this film. It's too niche. It's too cuckoo bananas. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it's just really fun and really stupid. And there's a point when Nicolas Cage uses a plunger to beat up an animatronic gorilla and it's a hero moment. The movie presents it as a hero moment and we're supposed to cheer for that. And I didn't, but I kind of regret it. So this is not actually the first time I've seen it. I watched it in 2021 when it came out, not in theater. I watched it free somewhere because I don't know. I lockdown was happening. I watched a lot of weird shit in 2021 because I had nothing else to do. And I wanted to watch the Nicolas Cage five nights at Freddy's film, but this is the first time you watched it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? I did not like this film. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. I understand what it's trying to do. Mm. And I understand that it is, it's trying to be funny and it's trying to be sort of like an action comedy sort of thing, Mm. but it just didn't land for me. I think just there's a part of it that is wrapped up in my personal nostalgia for the game series. How how invested were you when that series came out? Like when it started? Cause it, it became popular for our generation at the right time. Like it was us basically who were in that craze, but I was never really into it. So I never got, I never got into the games properly, but I was like pretty deep in the like fan theories, the law, um, the law of it. Just call it what it is, Max. You were a law fiend. So, um, and uh, I'm sure we will talk about this when we get deeper yeah. into the next movie, but there's a lot of things about the ongoing, like connecting story of the game series that sort of, it was obviously missing from this because it is a movie that is designed to be parody. I just don't think it is a parody. I don't think it does enough to really spoof on Five Nights at Freddy's enough directly to justify it being as like silly as it is. Mm. It, it almost feels like they, like what you were saying before is they started making a five nights at Freddy's movie when, Oh, we can't actually get the rights to five nights at Freddy's. Okay. We'll try something different. Oh, we don't actually have the budget to make this scary. We'll try something different. And due due to various constraints, they've sort of ended up in this position where they've, cut a lot of corners 
mm. um, and made it different enough that I just don't think it's, yeah, I, I don't think it works effectively as parody, but I also don't think it can be viewed like as a standalone product because it was never, it was never intended to be viewed as a standalone it product. It absolutely was not made in a vacuum either. Like it's, it, it wears what inspired it on its sleeve. I think the biggest issue with this film is that there's kind of, it's the two different stories in it. One is a really boring story about a girl trying to revenge, get revenge on the animatronics that killed her parents. And then there's the really fun story of Nicolas Cage trying to clean a restaurant and he continuously gets interrupted by these murderous animatronics and he just sees them as really irritating and just like part but also just part of the job as well really more that's actually more accurate he doesn't even he does not find them irritating he just he he just takes it in stride and sees it as part of the job and i think if it was just a hundred percent nicholas cage doing th- that we just focus on that like he enters and we never left the restaurant again i think it'd be a much better film because we'd be just like yeah this is stupid and fun but it tries to be serious with the girl you obviously want to say and, something yeah no I, I agree and i think it also like again would work better as parody if that was the case um, yeah exactly the the video game series was so the reason why it was so scary at the time was because you were so fixed and limited in what you could do you were stuck in the one place you were stuck in the chair looking at the security cameras and to be able to confine a character into that environment is a really powerful tool and useful tool when making a, a horror film. Yeah. And um, do you want to talk about your just... favorite your favorite horror film of all time, Max? This I'm, is the perfect I'm, time. I'm, this is the perfect I'm not time. Gonna, I'm not going to talk about Alien. Bring it up, Max. Bring it up. <laughs> you have this opportunity here where Nicolas Cage is in this building. The building's locked. There's no reason he needs to leave. And there's no reason we need to see anything outside of the building. Mm. We can still tell a lot of that story about, if you want to, about the child murderers and the satanic rituals and what have you, which I'll admit I think is a little bit like fun and silly. Yeah. And is a bit, I, I think, is a funny enough spoof on the, again, like the lore that developed behind the original series. And to an extent how stupid that was and how like ridiculous it was a lot of the time and convoluted. And I just, yeah, I agree. I think if you had narrowed it down to just being more focused on, on Nicolas Cage, finding these machines and cleaning and every now and again, you sprinkle in a little bit of like something about satanic rituals, something about the towns conspiring to feed the animatronics, whatever you want without having that whole B plot. I think you would end up with both a more effective movie and a more effective parody. I totally agree. The movie is about, give me two seconds. It's about it's, and it's, it's an hour 28. Um, it's, it's 88, 88 minutes, minutes long. Yeah. It's 80 minutes, 88 minutes long. And I can think of like four minutes that you can immediately cut out. And that's the, the continuously rotating sex scene. Cause fuck, is that nauseating? Are they on a carousel? Like what is going on? And second of all, it lasts for so long. It's just unnecessary. You don't need it. You, we we I, get I it. refuse to believe that that guy could last for so long. Yeah, the, the amount of shit he talks, that man, he nuts early, for sure. No, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of weird, and it. I get that they were sort of going for that horror trope of, I mean, we talked about this when we talked about 
when we talked about uh, the Exorcist Believer and Carrie about the tropes of like sexual deviance and horror and yeah. how they relate to each other. And it's sort of like they wanted to do a little bit of that and it just did not work in this movie because this, like the rest of the movie is not about that. The rest of the movie is not trying to make a commentary on that. Um, yeah. And then like we have one scene where it's like, oh, they're high and having sex and with the like crocodile dudes like staring at him it's for so long like, i think that that's the funniest bit for me is like the crocodile dudes just staring at him i mean look it it's funny but it it could be a better joke if there, you... there's there's yeah there's funnier yeah. jokes to be had there less is more right yeah less is absolutely more. i think that's also true for a lot of the char- like a lot of those characters in general we have this like whole ensemble cast of I don't even remember what the girl's called. Her friends. I don't believe she had a name. I think she was just I a. No, she did. It was referenced in one. It was a joke. 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 Live. I was joking. Why'd you tell me? Anyway, we have this whole cast of characters that are her friends, and they we know they're there just to get killed off one by one, and it sort of just seems really stupid in a way that's not funny enough to justify it. I think because what this, I think ultimately what this movie is trying to do is it's trying to toe a line between seriousness and comedy. And it doesn't hit that, split that difference correctly. It's doing, that does a couple of things which work really well as comedy pieces, but seem completely out of place in the like action scenes of the movie. There's things like that, like vice versa. There's bits that, should be funny and aren't and that comes down a lot to writing which i know the movie has received criticism for and yeah i i i think it just struggles to split split the difference between the two genres that it's trying to straddle and a lot of where the weaknesses come up in the story is because of that i don't think it it was written in a way that support supported what it was trying to do achieve and that means that we get a lot of moments that don't pay off in the way that you want them to, either the action sequences or the comedy pieces. Yeah, the action's kind of bad. It looks bad. There's there's a whole bunch of it that is just like too the camera's moving too fast to be able to register what's happening. Yeah. It's very shaky cam mm. to hide stuff. And there's a lot of kind of POV shots from either combatant watching the other person react to some sort of attack that the POV is doing, but you don't see the hands or the feet or anything that the, that, so it's just the person, it's just, usually it's just Nicolas Cage spinning around or looking dazed and confused for some reason. And you're like, I didn't see anything to suggest why he would be like this. It's just weird, but I'm, I don't know. I just, I've, I turned my brain off and I found it fun. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's clever. I don't think it's needed to be made. But I think I I like Nicolas Cage as an actor and I enjoyed watching him kill Mr. Five Nights or Freddy. But it wasn't. I, it was really. I, I, I think at the end of the day, like this is not a movie to go in and expect the world of. It's no. like if you want to like chuck on a movie and have a laugh and i think we said similar things about the meg which is it's not a good movie it's not like a, a 
a wonderful piece of cinema, but it is it an enjoyable time? Like, will I pro- will I go back and rewatch it with my friends because I think it's funny and I think it's funny in a way that they would enjoy? Yes, yes, I do because yeah, you know, like one of the biggest problems with or the one of the biggest problems that I see with the way that a lot of media gets reviewed that it sort of reduces this experiential quality of a lot of like how you engage in a piece of media sure what do you mean by that exactly i think like when we look at critical reviews like in a more professional context than this the uh, reviews tend to try and distance themselves from the sort of experience that they're engaging in as adjacent to the film or adjacent to the piece of media that they're consuming and i think the experience that you engage in around the film or around the piece of media is just as important and i think that's why although this movie is objectively not a good movie i think it is something that i'm much more likely to go back and rewatch, and something that i'm much more likely to go back and enjoy than potentially a movie that is better but not as interesting or fun of an experience and not as something that either I want to like relive the experience of originally consuming it or want to create a new experience by engaging with it in a new way. And I think like isolating this film in a vacuum is effectively doing it a disservice because like, no, this like, I I have said this about three times now, but no, it's not a good film, but it is a fun film and it is a fun film to watch with people who like similarly uh sort of almost trashy films and enjoy the like the goofiness of it yeah i want to give kudos to the animatronic design though it actually looks pretty good and it's got that weird it's just got it, it looks like a shithouse animatronic which is obviously what they were going for and i, mm. I, I it was it was in the budget because <laughs> you know but it's good, and I think it does a good job. And I want—I mm-hmm. do think that uh, the, the biggest issue I actually have is that Willie, the the ferret, Willie or Weasel, Weasel, Weasel. Uh, the because that's what that's that's like the fight. That's like the Freddy figure, the main the main guy of this people, and he's the lead killer as well in real life. He doesn't actually do anything until the very end. He, he he's just more than happy to stand there and watch his underlings do all of it. And there's a good range of different types of characters. You got a fairy who continuously just wants to like talk about sex things. And it's, it's, it's kind of weird, but it's kind of funny. Uh, you got like the, the, the weird chameleon character that uses uh, its I tongue. Love, I love the chameleon. I just thought it was so like, I think it, to me, it was the most interesting character because they were actually doing something different to it. They were trying to be a little bit subversive as opposed to the other characters, which were very much like, oh, I'm going to kill you straight away. They like yeah. at least tried to do something different with this one. Also, I loved like watching it stick its tongue out and break the guy's neck. Like, that was yeah, great. Yeah, it was just like, uh, it was like, run. And it was like, it was, such a, it was so weird. Also, that guy was so annoying and I'm glad he died. <laughs> like, he was such a simp for... Liv? Was that her name? Liv? Yeah. It's just simp for Liv, and it's just like, dude, get a backbone, all right? I understand having a crush. I do. And I get simping a little bit. I get it. 
but you're taking it too far. Like I have nothing actually properly against simping, but I have a problem to the extent this guy takes simping too. It's just like, oh, it's emba- dude, you're embarrassing yourself. This is this is cringe. But yeah, it's I don't know. It's just fun, and I would maybe watch it in like four years time with mm. some friends while I'm drunk or something. Basically, what you were saying, I'd yeah. I'd watch it drunk. I'd make a I'd make a drinking game every single time Nick Cage. Oh, we, hold on. Every single time Nick Cage drinks a soda pop or he plays some pinball. See, that's I think that's what really just made the film funny for me was just the fact him. It's just him is what made the movie good because I like the part where he first of all clocks on and then beats up the night animatronic. That's pretty funny. But then because they didn't do the complete opposite one where he's break starts, rise, he's about to get into a fight with the chameleon or, or someone. I don't know. It's not, it's not important who which one it is. But he's right about to get into a fight with that one with uh, Liv at his side. And his little his watch goes off saying it's time for a break. And he goes up. Oh, all right. And he just gives her the pocket knife and leaves. And that's, that's I, just funny. <laughs> I like I can appreciate it as like a as joke i just i found it so frustrating i found i genuinely found it so really frustrating that well it wasn't it didn't come across as like uh the character is super stoic it just came across as other characters an asshole for me i don't know i, I just thought like, it was like really autistic uh, i mean like i just it was very like i kind of understood what they were doing with it and in terms of like a uh yep it's his break but I, I don't know. I, I it made me sort of go, like, does he not care? Um, no, he doesn't. And that's what's funny. <laughs> I don't know. It that upsets me a bit. So I don't know. I found him. I thought his performance was very good, and I thought like the what he did with what he had was very good. I just feel like there are just a couple of moments where I sort of feel like you could have made him show a little bit of compassion or a little bit of, you know, something. You get that at the end when he lets her hop in the car with him and he takes her away. I, I, no, I get that, but I feel like you can you can see that a little bit earlier. I mean, obviously, I think it's like a mixture between there's the joke of him coming on and off break, but then he also does, whenever he comes on break, he's always immediately right there to help her out, though. Yeah, no, I, I guess it's more just like him going on break means he knows that people are going to die. And yeah, something about that just is like, I get it's funny and I get that this is meant to be like, sort of uh, like, ah, it's a bit, but then the, that sort of, and I think this comes back to that, like where it's not sitting right between that sort of the, the genres it's trying to balance where the like group, the ensemble cast of lives friends yeah. is sort of more serious and Nicolas Cage's character is like f- a funny character. Um, he, he's not funny; like, he's not acting funny, but he—it's a is, comedic character. It's a comedic character, and so when the comedic character does something that should be funny, but it results in one of the dramatic characters getting injured or killed, it sort of feels like, uh, what's going on here? Um, what? Like, yeah, what movie are we watching? Are we watching the same movie? I mean, once again, really, it is just kind of like, it should just be him and mm-hmm. him going, like, if he went off break halfway through a fight, but it's not going to, like, it's only him who's affected by that. It's not really 
yeah. another person, it would be a much better joke because you'd be like, because the animatronic would be kind of like, what? And then obviously, like, and then it'd be funnier if the animatronic kind of uh, respected the break as well. Yeah. Like, it's that's it's that silly and dumb, but it'd be funny. But in mm. this case, yeah, I agree. It's I don't know. I think I was just taking what I got. Basically, I I yeah. could have got better, but I wasn't given better, so I just accepted it. <laughs> but are you ready to provide rates, rate, rates, ratings? Sure. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, I gave Willy's Wonderland one time Nicolas Cage talked during the whole film. Now, I'm not sure this is right. I thought he did, but I'm not sure he did, actually. Uh, when did he say when? I can't remember. I was like, yeah, I'm sure he talked one I time. I swear he said nothing. I, like, I'm thinking back on it. I'm like, look, nah, I would have made more sense. On it. I it wouldn't have made more sense that he said nothing the whole time, but I feel like there was one bit where he might have said something. Do you say something well, at the end? Maybe he like grunts. I know he grunts a couple of times. He grunts. That's not saying something though. We discussed this in um, Red Turtle. Grunting doesn't count. <laughs> uh, I'm giving it two cans of pop and a round of pinball. Because man, does he love to chug that pop and have a round of pinball? See, because like the the pop thing that could have been that that felt like a setup for them to like have an animatronic interrupt his break and slap that out of his hand or something and he gets really angry about that but it doesn't as far as mm. i can recall like it just he just gets to drink his pop and the animatronics yeah. steal his pop and then like see this is what it could be really funny the animatronics steal his pop so he can't take a break and then he just that's when he kills the rest of them he just that's that's his breaking point right there because they don't respect his pop and i fixed your film or, Willy's Wonderland. or he has a moment of weakness because he can't drink his pop. Oh, he's, he he can't. He it's like a Popeye, Pop mm. Eye. Yar. Hey guys, um, Mitchell's here, and it's late night tunes, and we're playing a little special song today for you. It's called uh, Max and Mitch's Mini Media, and it goes a little something like this. <laughs> Uh, do you want to, I think you've gone first twice in a row because I keep forgetting who goes first and whenever I do, I put you in front. So I don't, but I'll go first this time. <laughs> Last week, I teased that I played Spider-Man and I did play Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. By, wait, sorry. Marvel's Insomniac Spider-Man 2. Or some whatever. Anyway. For, for PlayStation 5. For the PlayStation 5. Sony's Marvel oh, Spider-Man's to insomniac <laughs> the hit game it's the sequel to the hit uh 2018 movie spider-man movie. Uh, no no <laughs> no incorrect so in 2018 uh for the ps4 they released marvel's insomniac marvel's spider-man which was received with great applause and then maybe a year or so later, maybe two years, they released Miles Morales as well. I don't actually know when. It will, came in, it will coincide with the PlayStation 5, but they, it's confusing how long. They released a, a extended glorified DLC. DLC. <laughs> price of a brand new console release title. Slightly less. It was like twenty dollars less, oh, so it sorry, wasn't a hundred. It, it was eighty. <laughs> it was not. It was like a hundred and ten rather than a hundred and thirty on PS Five, maybe. Yeah, not on. Oh, hundred and ten is what a normal PlayStation Five game is. So it would be about a hundred to ninety dollars on a PlayStation it, Five. Point is, I'm just gonna. It's overly expensive. As an aside, PlayStation Five games they're too expensive. 
Every game's too expensive. Don't talk to me, Nintendo fan. You really want to go there, Mr. Nintendo? I'm, I'm okay with going there when PlayStation exclusives are sitting at $110. Yeah, let's talk about the fact that uh, Mario, the very first one's like 80 bucks. Yeah. Fuck you. The, like, the first How one, much does Super NES. Smash Bros. Brawl cost? I'm not talking about Super Smash Bros. Brawl. No, no, no. We're going there. Because at least the Sony, the Sony prices drop. Nintendos do not. Don't come at me. That's a problem with limited scarcity. It's not to do with Nintendo artificially inflating the prices of Smash Bros. Brawl. And anyway, your point is moot because I'm fairly sure it goes for about 20 bucks. You told me it didn't. You told you told me it didn't. A few years ago, it didn't. I'm fairly you, sure it goes for about 20 now. You're changing your tune to fit your <laughs> narrative, and I don't appreciate that. I need to get this fucking review out of the way. Um, so I beat I beat it. I beat Marvel's Spider Man Insomniac two. I I hundred percented all of it. I did everything in it. I got every single trophy. I won. I I won Spider Man. How do you feel now that you've won Spider Man? empty inside no i mean look it was fine like it's a fine game uh the first one i had the same reaction to it's a fine game it's i'm i've always been more of a batman arkham guy myself uh if i want super like those are like the best some of the best video games that ever came out the arkham series i reckon and superhero games haven't been as good before or since i feel I haven't, and, I haven't played a lot of superhero games beyond the Arkham series. I really like the yeah. Arkham series. Let me hit you. So there's like Lego Marvel's uh, Avengers. Don't, Marvel's don't, Lego don't. Avengers. There's so many Lego Marvel games now. It's I've played funny. a lot of them, yeah. And I've, I've played a lot of the Batman ones. And then there's... there's I didn't, Lego I didn't... Marvel superheroes. Then there's Lego Marvel's Avengers. Oh, true. Because one's the game movie and then and one's, one's just a, original an original yeah story yeah um and then the batman there's Bat- lego batman one two and three and lego dc super, super villains. villains yeah and then not we're not going into this um but but also i've played a couple of spider-man games since and i've played Look, I mean, I'm hopefully honest, I actually haven't played that many superior games either but i would still say that the arkham games are the best ones because in general, they are also superior to most games that have come out before or since. I feel they're very good in story, gameplay. They really make you feel like Batman. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, d- does Spider-Man make me feel like Spider-Man? Yeah. I mean, it makes me feel like Batman got quips and then could swing from a... Instead of gliding, could swing. That's pretty much what the Bat- Spider-Man games are. They're just the Arkham games. Like the stealth feels pretty similar, but easier. The combat is basically the the Arkham combat. It's more dodge heavy, but it's the same basics. But I mean, like on top of that, like the Arkham series really set the foundation for yeah this style of game as well. Yeah, no, I, I mean, look, yeah, the, the third person like action adventure brawler sort of thing. Uh, I mean, look, I've been playing Mad Max recently, and that's basically Batman if he had a car until they released Arkham Knight, in which case he did have a car. He had a car there, yeah. So, but it was it was Batman if he had a car, but in Australia.
no other no other modifiers just that so yeah like like i get and i get it what am i trying to say i'm just saying it's been done better before and i enjoy it though like i'm not saying it's bad and i wouldn't i just don't believe it deserves the high praise that's getting and actually hold on i have a list I have a list of funny things that happened to me while playing the game because I wrote down because everyone's saying how a lot, not everyone actually, I have seen the opposite, but there's like a lot of like, Oh, it's like the best game ever. It's like the best game ever. I'm going to read out some glitches I have. Uh, There's like random crimes that appear that you need to be able to do to get completion for the areas. A lot of them kept disappearing whenever I'd get within 10 meters of them. So I couldn't complete them. That was pretty cool. Like regular crimes. Just like a regular crime, but this is a video game, not a, not a real life. They added, they, they really, really got into bike gameplay for this one for some reason. So Spider-Man very often, at least twice for, for two different missions, takes off his Spider-Man suit. So it's Peter Parker, because you can play as both Spider-Man. This is not important. Um, Peter Parker takes off his spider suit and hops on a pedal bike which you drive. And I think they put a lot of effort into it, but one of them was one that was like an electric bike. So you could boost at certain points, which is not how electric bikes work. But also I tried to ramp, but the bike caught on the edge of the ramp, I guess. And so it just spun in place at the edge of a ramp and then exploded. And I had to restart the whole mission, which was very irritating because that wasn't my fault. At one point, the game told me I was heading out of bounds of the city, but I was definitely not because I could see the city directly in front of me and it was part of the city that I could go to and I wasn't in a mission, so I wasn't exiting a mission zone either. It was just how it, the game just screwed up its own boundaries. There was a point where I played as Mary Jane Watson, which is already a failure for me if you're playing a Spider-Man game. I don't want to play a normal human. Um, give her superpowers and then let me play as her, but I don't want to play as normal her. Like, that's fucking boring. Why would I want that? They give her, like, a taser to, like, shoot people with, and also she can handle tranquilizer darts better than both Spider-Men can. It's weird. Like, Miles gets taken out by one dart, but Mary Jane can get hit with three different arrows before she passes out. Anyway. Uh, There was one scene where I was meant to watch a rocket uh, fly towards Spider-Man, but instead a body of a man I had knocked out earlier was in the way. So instead, I panned across a man's ass <laughs> as, as he lay there. No, that's. I don't think that's a bug. That's a feature. <laughs> but, and then Spider-Man jumped out of the way of a rocket because it cut to a different angle. But look, I think the issue I have there is that so many Sony. Uh, so, so much Sony stuff usually comes out so polished and yet this one doesn't feel like there is that level of polish. I mean, in, in general, it feels pretty good, but it's just like these weird bugs. And it's just like, at what point will we get games that work on launch again? Will we ever? Does it have to be an indie game for that to happen? That has to have been in a, a beta for like 60 years beforehand? Yeah, it's been an open, it's been an open beta for it's 10 just, years. It's just crazy to me that 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 because Sony used to be like kind of a stamp of I mean and still is it's, it's a stamp of quality. I think most games at Sony Studios has its name on a pretty good. I the only one I can really think of that I don't enjoy is uh uh it's the one you like. Would you play it at least? 
Horizon. Zero Dawn. Well, both of them, and Forbidden West. And yeah, I mean, Forbidden, Forbidden West just got ahead of itself. What do you mean? I, I feel it just it was too big for its own good. I just think it was boring. Well, I mean, that's like as a result, it just sort of yeah. like ties itself out very quickly. It's like the most third person action adventure open world game you could ever be. Yeah. And I'm dying from that genre. <laughs> and yet I still I don't know. Play to... the original Assassin's Creed. It's there's so uh, many of the same. Why would I missions. want to? There's so many of just to. like the same it's missions. It's insane to me that you played that again. game. Um, why? I have played It's every... insane that you finished Valhalla. I haven't finished Valhalla. You haven't? Technically. Because there's bullshit with the DLC. Oh. But anyway, uh, Spider-Man I, I haven't 2. played Mirage yet. I haven't played Mirage yet, so. Yeah, well, me either. I'm not going to get it, probably. It looks boring. Uh, Spider-Man 2, it's fine. It's like a three and a half game. It's fun. Like, but don't expect... I mean, look, honestly, so many people have said it's like a 10 out of 10 game. I don't know. You might find it as a 10 out of 10. I'm saying you, listener, not you, Max. Damn what, about, what about what about me, Max? Like you know what kind of games I'm into. I haven't played the original <sighs> Spider-Man. Oh, I'm keen to. You should because it de- the, the story definitely directly ties into both both Spider-Man One and Miles Morales. So you need to play both of those before you um mm. play Spider-Man if, Two. If I were to, like, would you recommend the Spider-Man Insomniac Marvel's Spider-Man? Series? Yeah, if you have a if you especially if you have a PS5, go for it. Because um, there's a remastered version of the first one, mm. and then Miles Morales was basically designed with the PS5 in mind, and then obviously the Spider-Man Two is a PS5 only game. It'll probably come to PC like the other two will, but right now it's a it's a PS5 only game. So if you have a PS5 or even a PS4 for at least the first one, mm. go for it. It's fun. They're fun, but they're just not brilliant. And I think that's, I don't think I'm irritated by it, but I'm just frustrated. It, 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 it perplexes me that people can rate them so high. Because I don't understand how you can do that. The acting's really good, though. The guy who plays Spider-Man, Yuri Lovenshaw or something, he's pretty mm. good. And then, like, Miles is kind of boring, though, which is unfortunate because I really like Miles. But, I don't know, whatever. But you get to, it's, it's cool. What's cool is that the first time, you, the first Spider-Man game, you only play as one, and then the second one, you play as two, and then Miles Morales, you only play as one, but you play as a different one. You get to watch Miles Morales become Spider-Man, whereas with Peter Parker, Spider-Man, he's been Spider-Man for eight years. So you get these two different types of Spider-Man. You get one who's done this before and is is uh, uh, in his prime and that type of thing. Then you get, and then you can, but then you can experience the I'm a new Spider-Man story through Miles as well. And I think that's really clever. But one, then again, but as I said, they're fun, but they're not brilliant. Three point five, um, three point three, uh, uh, th- three webs and uh, uh, nope, I hate that. Uh, three spiders in a web out of five. No, hold on. Three times, um, three times the game told me that I was going out of bounds and a butt wipe. Perfect. Next, I've I've talked too much about mine. Time to talk about yours. I. I'm scraping the barrel again, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. You know me, I'm a very busy boy. You are a very busy boy. Um, and, and also, it's been a spooky time. It's also been a spooky time. I'm too scared to go outside. It's so spooky. It's so spooky. So I would talk about um the uh new upcoming 
thing in my hobby that is in the process of being revealed over the course. Usually I'd guess which hobby it is, but you told me beforehand. I, I already so. told you. It's, it's yeah. for Magical Gathering. But I'm not going to because not all the cards are being released. And I will talk about it in a later week when it is. Which, you know I, which week? Um, I can find out and tell you later. Okay. So um, I was hoping you'd say it now so then the listeners can keep uh, you honest. So, so so for when okay, um it'll no, be that's fine. It was just for a bit, honestly. I've I, got I'm, it, I'm, I've got it in my calendar. It'll oh. be um for the episode that comes out on the nineteenth of November or the twentieth, if you're listening to it like on the Monday. Or the twenty first, if you've decided to not listen to it on like directly on after it comes out yeah so that week or any other day after that week what? after that day <laughs> yeah um that's the week i'll <laughs> talk about that but this week i'm not gonna talk about that Wait, what episode is is that the episode um don't tell them what we're doing is that the beep episode Fuck, now you're making me look up more things i'm such an asshole yeah, you are. I'll beep, I'll, beep out. I'll beep out what the um episode is. But um, it is the wait. Fuck, where's my calendar? Um, so we're recording on the like the fourteenth. Uh, the fourteenth. So that will be. Oh, look! Is that thematically suitable? Or is it like not really? Since it's no, suitable? not really at all. Okay. Instead, I'm going to talk about something that I briefly experienced for a very short time, and that is how brief of an experience it was, but it was smaller than a brief experience. I'm talking about the new hit Switch uh, video game, Suica. I have butchered the pronunciation of that. Uh, did you say Suica? Suica. It means what watermelon. language is that? It means watermelon oh. in Japanese. Um, if you are not... Uh, familiar with this game it's because you're not on tiktok um but i'm on tiktok oh wait no i'm familiar with this game <laughs> i i had to i i i was trying to figure out and I, i've heard about this now that, that um, you mentioned it a reasonably recently um this game came out in japan exclusively for the nintendo switch and just this week it's been released in the rest of the world and it's a game where you drop fruit into a like a tetris style like hole and you have to match them until you make a watermelon the, and the fruit get bigger when you match them so they get, it goes from like cherry into strawberry into like an apple etc etc it's not like the way i think about it is it's like imagine tetris meets 2048 oh too true but like also circles Circles aren't a nice um, shape to try and... No, that's the sort of the point of the game. So so um, it's gotten very big. Lots of people like playing the game. Lots of people putting videos of them playing the game up on TikTok. Lots of people putting videos of them watching people play the game up on TikTok in like bars and stuff. Um, and it's just become this thing. I don't really know why. Because again, it's sort of like 2048 crossed with Tetris, but they're circles. It's the circles. It's a circle. Everyone loves the circle. We we love it a circle. Have I personally played this game? No. Will I be <laughs> later tonight? Yes. Wait, so how have you experienced it then? How have I experienced it? Uh, I watched my partner play it. Mr. Manager. I watched 
well, are we are we consolidating? What do you mean? Are, are we, we consolidating characters? Did people not know that Mr. Manager? <laughs> we've already talked about this. What about the Robo Dick? And I said, "How will you please, Mr. Manager?" Oh, did we- you? Okay. So, how much like you is this robot? It's like identical replica of me, except it's better in every it, single way. It's better. Yeah. So, does it end up replacing you for for Mr. Manager? <laughs> yeah, it have a bigger dick too. A robo dick, if it, as it were. Yeah, it 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 is also a vibrator. We've done this. Did we? Yeah. Uh, yes, I watched Mr. Manager. Play. Mr. Manager is your partner. We this yeah. is this has been confirmed for a while. And if okay. you haven't put two and two together, you're welcome. We just did it for you. I watched my man, my match. <laughs> you know what? This was a mistake. We shouldn't have consolidated the character. Max is going to get confused now. <laughs> I watched Mr. Manager play Soika for a little bit last night. It looks really fun and cute. And I like the look of it. And it's fun did, and cute. Did they win? I think so. I got a... This is really hard. Um, what do you mean? What do you mean it's really I, hard? They just said, oh, it's really hard. Oh. I was probably like a specific moment. This is not me like saying the game is hard, I believe. And Mr. Manager, please don't hate me. <laughs> uh, but um, it looks fun. It looks, it looks fun. And I'm excited to play it because it looks like a very chill sort of time that I would enjoy. A chill, um, sneaky time. Chill, free time. You can't say that. You can't say that. But there's, it's got fruit in it. Yeah, but it's got connotations now. Make watermelon. It's got connotations now. It's like saying um, queer when you don't mean, you know what I mean? Like, because you, you queer used to mean weird, right? But now it has a different I'm connotation. Jerk, Mitchell. Pardon? making a joke i need you to say that louder sorry i'm deaf i was i was making a joke oh mitchell haha <laughs> because it's fruit the fruits in the game the game is fruit that well, it's got fruit in it so it's fruit it's got fruit in it so it's Five Nights at Freddy's. I forgot how to read again. I think these episodes are killing me. This episode's killing me. My eyesight, at least. It's already bad enough. Was there is, a theme but... song for Five Nights at Freddy's? I feel like there was. Uh, it's it's the song at the start that has the. Oh, you mean like or 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 or? No, like no, that? no, 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 not that one. I've just wait. I'm pulling it up now. It's like there's like there's like the intro theme for the movie and everyone's gone off about it because it's it's not mid it's like f- decent but the rest of the movie is mid actually it's worse um, than mid so it's directed by Emma Tenney <laughs> and released in 2023 it stars Josh Hutchinson Piper Rubio Elizabeth Lale and Matthew Lillard my beloved Max what is Five Nights at Freddy's about so okay Take the premise of the last one we talked about, rip out all the fun, that's what you've got with Five Nights at Freddy's. Well, sort of. Okay. So as we mentioned previously, Five Nights at Freddy's is based on a video game series um, by Scott Cawthon, and this is the official- I'm shocked. This is the official video video game adaptation, official movie adaptation of the video game, uh, of the the hit video game. Or rather, I should say, 
the the hit video game franchise. Yeah, because it's not specific intellectual to property. Yeah, yeah, it's not specific to one of the games. It's it's, um, it's actually yeah. not specific to the games. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, so. I know very little about. Oh, you need to actually explain what happens. Please, can you explain what happens? Okay, so we follow uh, Joss, 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 Josh, Joss Whedon. We follow Joss Whedon. No, we follow Josh Hutchins. Hutchins. We feel follow Josh. Peter from Hunger Games. We follow Peter from Hunger Games, and he has He's the shit out of a person. He has uh, anger issues. PTSD. I thought it was PTSD. Well, it's. It's probably caused by. I mean, it's, it's like it's obviously one's tied into the other, but I thought it wasn't so much he's an angry person, but more he's a person with a serious amount of trauma. Yes, um, and this is because of events. He lives with <laughs> his name is Mike Schmidt, by the way, and that is like a canonical thing from the story that it's there Michael is a character. There's a there's a character called Mike Schmidt. Michael Afton. It's Michael, Michael Afton. Michael Afton. We'll get to you later. Uh, no, no, it's the same guy. Or oh, it's like the son. Oh, whatever. No, Mike Schmidt is 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 uh is 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 the like the character from the first game. The the security guard. Yeah. Ugh. Mike. Will, Michael. This is William Will, Afton. William Afton. Michael Afton is Mike Schmidt. No, is a different guy. No, it's the same guy. No, it's a different character. I I bet you it's the same. This is what it's, TikTok's told me. It's the same guy. <laughs> is Mike Schmidt Michael Afton? Michael Afton, also known as Mike Schmidt and Eggs Benedict. What? <laughs> is the main protagonist of the Five Nights at Freddy's game series. First appearing with his real name in sister location, he is one of the sons of William Afton and oldest brother of Elizabeth Afton. It Mike Afton is Mike Schmidt. It's the same okay. guy. In in okay. the game, it's the okay. same guy. In the movie, it's the same so, guy. So we follow we we follow Mike Schmidt, played by Josh Hutchison, who lives with his um much younger sister, um Abby. I just want to point out you've you've all just witnessed a microcosm of what the Five Nights at Freddy's uh, fan base is like. By the way, just arguing about who is who and if different people are the same one. You that was, and we don't we're not even really that into it. Oh, Max is more than I get a little bit no, more than no, I not am, anymore. But, I used to be no. much more, but not not. So, but I'm this not is what the franchise does to people, even those who are so tangentially related. It's just they argue with each other about people being people. Purple man, purple guy, purple guy, purple guy. <laughs> Please continue. So, Mike Schmidt, who may or may not be Michael Afton, in, in the movie, lives with his younger sister, um, Abby, who doesn't have any friends and is weird. But he also is really traumatized and can't hold a job. And so he goes to a employment agency who find him a job as a nighttime security guard of an abandoned fun children's play rip of Chuck E. Cheese Chuck E. Cheese called Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria yep and he has to work there as a security guard and keep the place tidy I might add they do say that they do say that and yet then in one section he deliberately makes a fort so I I don't think he's taking his job seriously I'm just I'm just drawing the parallels between Willy's Wonderland and (laughs) And uh, this movie, I'm, I feel like I'm just ready to rip this movie apart. I'm ready to go. I'm raring. 
I'm ready. Um, and let me let like the dogs the out, Max. Let the dogs out. Much like the previous movie, the uh, ripoff Chuck E. Cheese is inhabited by animatronic characters that come yep. to life and yep. want to mur- do murders. Um, however, in this one, only two certain people. Though. These ones are well, more, okay, they're so more the decisive, not decisive, so this, they're more this is uh, selective. <laughs> selective, that's the word. Thank you. More selective. So, so this is where we start getting into some weird, like Five Nights at Freddy's Law, but also like the movie doing weird shit. Woo! Mike Schmidt. When does the bite of 87 happen? Beyond not, obviously happening in I'm, 1987. I'm not, I'm not doing timeline bullshit. I'm not doing timeline bullshit. It's true, that's we all the, be under two that's hours. All the, that's, that's all the fan base is, is arguing who characters are and where things go in the timeline. Um, and is that the bite of 87? Or is it the bite of 83? Anyway. Well, two bites? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Stop biting people. <laughs> what are you, a toddler? So we are told, or shown rather, that Mike Schmidt had a younger brother who was abducted when he was a child and he Garrett. is trying to uh, relive his memory through lucid dreaming. It's just not how it works. To unlock um, a way of finding out who took his brother because he feels guilty about it because he was meant to look after his brother. I really don't think this would have made a difference frankly like if the kid was going to get abducted by a grown man he would not be being able to be stopped by a 12 year old oh yeah i i mean obviously i i don't think see Adrian, i don't have an issue with that i i get the idea of being guilty over something that you had no control no, I, over but you're quite correct he his parents should have parented instead yeah. of letting a 12 year old boy look after a eight-year-old whatever point is he yeah. is using lucid dreaming to attempt to relive this memory and he does so while on the job because he's working nights and also is dumb just mm. sleep during the day <laughs> like what do a normal night shift work anyway that's what i um, worked night shift what did i do i slept from like 6 a.m to like 12 it was fine anyway it turns out there are uh when he sleeps at the restaurant there are these five kids appearing in his dream. Each um, representing a night at Freddy's. No, that's a joke. Um, this, this is not true. I'm, I'm going to throw in weird law, and you guys have to guess whether what we're saying is true or not true. Anything <laughs> I say will not be true, though. It's pretty easy. And there happens to be five different animatronics in the restaurant as well. Um, well, can we... That's, that's, that's a bit disingenuous, right? I'm... I'm getting. I'll get to it. I promise. Gold, Golden Freddy, um, <laughs> which I'll is not explained in this movie at all. I'm. We'll get <laughs> to all of the bullshit in this movie. Okay. <laughs> Point is, is that Abby, who's his sister, is friends with the imaginary ghost people, but they're not imaginary. They're actual ghost people. Basically, she can shine. In yep, yeah. and they're inhabiting the animatronic like animals, which you will know from the game series because you'll have played it uh, as Freddy, Foxy, Bonnie, and Chico. Freaking um, nerd. And the, I'm sorry, I, but I listened to the names and those no, are the ones I, I remember. I, I, and not, I, I remember and the names not too. Not Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. And then there's like the cupcake. But I'll, again, I'll get to that um, in a bit. Uh, and it sort of follows this plot of him 
trying to not get murdered by them, but also his daughter, not daughter, his sister is friends with them. And also he's trying to find out from them who killed his, who abducted his brother. And then it turns out that the policewoman who is also there for a bit is the daughter of Michael Afton, who is the main antagonist in the video game series. Is Wait, responsible. What? <laughs> is that a thing? Did you not? And Michael Afton is the main antagonist. I know Michael Afton was Shaggy, but I didn't know Michael Afton was, uh, like I I thought I didn't realize there was a proper main antagonist in the Five Nights at Freddy's games. I thought yeah, it like was kind he, of just- it's like in the story bit. So like when you separate <sighs> the games from this lore, and then he is the main like villain of of the of the of the series up until i think so he's location. the killer um he's the main killer um, more than one killer of course there's more than one killer how and, how many people he, are killers in this he like dies inside a springlock suit but uh anyway he his daughter is helping them out but also she doesn't tell them that She's his daughter, and then he also turns out to be the guy who working at the employment agency, which was really weird, I might add. And then also that oh, he's- that's what I, that's one of the things I want to talk about. Is that so? That's sort of a synopsis of the movie. Is um, Josh Hutchinson wants to find who killed who abducted his brother. He goes and works in a scary place that his do- his sister daughter um, can shine at. Can shine at, and she's friends with the animatronics. And then he is selfish a bit. And there's like not, it's not as scary as it probably should be. That's the that's the point of the movie, guys. Yeah, so this is basically a family drama with weird supernatural shit thrown in, and it sucks. It's a really bad family drama. Also, so yeah, let's let's talk about Shaggy. Let's talk about Matthew Lillard. So Matthew Lillard plays the aforementioned uh, Michael Afton. William Matthew Lillard, my beloved, does a brilliant job at being Matthew Lillard, and that's perfectly fine for me. I wasn't expecting anything else. I had heard rumors that he was Michael Afton. William Knifeman! Before going in, so I wasn't surprised. I also just figured it had to be him anyway because they hadn't introduced any other character that it could be, and it wasn't going to be just some random new person either. See, I thought it was. I genuinely thought it was going to be just some random new guy because that to me made more sense. They couldn't, you can't get Matthew Lillard in and then not have him be in more of the movie without him being a reveal at the end. Yeah. Because he's basically in two scenes. He's in the earlier scene where he's giving Mike the job. I guess he's in a second scene where he's still giving the job and that's because Mike first says, I don't want the job. And then Matthew Lillard's like, hey, take the job. And then... And then because he has to and he takes the job and then he's in the final confrontation because he's the big bad and all that. But why have him disappear for the whole film? Also, why is he working as a unemployment guy when and and, and why? So cause, first of all, mad, mad coincidence that the guy who you're going to go work, get go work at this place as the guy you also kidnapped. He's, oh, so by the way, Matthew Lillard kidnapped um, Josh Hutchinson's brother. That's an also other thing that happened. It, that, that's, conf- that's confirmed, right? That happened? Yeah. Matthew Lillard ki- was the he, guy who he kidnapped. He says, I kidnapped your brother. Yeah. I, I killed your brother and I'm going to kill you too. 
Did he kill the brother? I don't know. Yes. I mean, obviously he did. I don't know why did I'm you, confused. Did like, you fall asleep um, in the movie? No, I just got bored and I was making jokes with my friend because it was stupid. Also, and let's talk about this, actually. I was talking about Matthew Lillard, but let's let's talk about my my cinema experience. Max, what was your audience like? Okay, so I actually had an abnormal cinema experience too because I saw this movie in its intended format, which is at the drive-in. Have you been? Uh, do, you, do you go to the drive-in often, Mitchell? Yeah, the village one. The village drive-in in Kobe. Yeah, I'm not. That's not what I'm shocked by. I'm shocked for the fact that you would go to a drive-in. Who wants to go to a drive-in? That's it's insane. Fun. No, we it's sat not. in the car, and car it was left. fun. I, I, well, how are you supposed to hear it? It's like place the radio. What if you have a car also, that turns off? Also, was sick, and we didn't want to get other people sick, so we went. To Look, the I can respect that, but then you just steal the movie online, like a regular yeah, person, instead of going to the drive-in. It was good. We got popcorn. I don't eat popcorn. I don't normally eat popcorn, but it was good. It was car popcorn. It was good. No, we had fun. My car kept turning the radio off because it wanted to go into like yeah. Mode. Yeah. Uh, I had to work. I had to stop that. But that was other than that, and me shining a torch in, to try and read the like user manual. In the that would have been irritating for anyone around you at all. Well, mostly just for Mister Manager, but um. <laughs> Uh, no, it was good because it's sort of just like a chill environment in which uh, there are no expectations. Right. So you watched the film in a completely different type of situation. I watched the film in because I yes. went and watched the film not release day. Oh, maybe it was release day. No. What day did it come out? 26th? Well, it was 26th, right? I think it was the 26th and I watched it. The 26th. So I actually watched it on the day of release. All right. That was not deliberate. I didn't plan on that. I had a friend and we were trying to figure out things to do. And I knew I had to watch this movie for the podcast. And I knew he would probably find it funny. And so we both went and saw it. And we saw it in a packed cinema at uh, Northland. And first of all, I didn't realize this. this Our version had subtitles. So there was just points where there's a point where one, one of the animatronics uh, Foxy, his whole thing is that he scats, or he does it twice. So I assume it's a thing that happens in other versions of the character. And so at the bottom of the screen, you can just see for the for those who are audibly or, or audibly impaired. Um, that's not how you say that. But those who can't hear, they tell you that Foxy scats. That really takes out any of the tension of the film in general, just having those there took out any of the tension of the film. What else also takes the tension of the film is that this is a PG 13 film that says heck instead of hell. And what really takes the tension out of the film I, is when I a bunch of, I didn't know that one. I did not They, they only one. say heck. They never say hell. They don't say, I don't think they say shit. I don't think they say anything beyond bugger or something like crap, I think, but what really, really, really takes the tension out of a film is when you have a bunch of 15 to 17-year-old Five Nights at Freddy's fans sitting three to five seats to your right on the back end of the row, so it's just one long row. And they are saying stuff like, Oh, Freddy, he's so cute. Like when he's doing, like when he hugs the girl and it's like, Oh, Freddy. And then there's the point where uh, the best kill of the whole film, it's not a good kill, by the way, it's just the best one that's in this film, when the lady gets bitten in half um, and everyone in the cinema, because they're all preteens and they haven't seen an actual horror film before in their life, they go, wow, did you see that? Oh, it's so good. And look, 
I'm not the type of guy to say watch more movies. I'm really not. I firmly believe watch as many movies as you want, but watch more movies. Watch watch more horror films. Watch an 80s action movie or something. It was not even... It's not a good... It's funny. Pun? You're dissing the target audience for this movie. I... I'm against it. I'm against this goddamn audience. That's the problem with this movie. It is so specific to who it actually is catering for. It's not from... I felt so old watching it because I just was like, I'm 90% sure just shapes and colors are being thrown at me. And I am so lucky that through memes, I've managed to osmosis some Five Nights at Freddy's lore so I vaguely know what's going on. Fuck anyone above my age. Like, screw my mom and dad if they wanted to watch this or, like, anyone else. Anyone who didn't know this thing existed beforehand. Sucks to suck, I guess. You nerd. What are you doing here watching Five Nights at Freddy's? Don't you know the law? You need to be sexually attracted to at least three different animal fursuits to watch this film. Oh. Okay, so this is one thing I actually found frustrating about the movie is if we're talking about, like like actual stuff about the movie is that what this does is it culminates the like law from across the series. And as a result, we get a whole bunch of characters from across the series, but we don't get some that we would expect. So we talked about, um, we very briefly mentioned golden Freddy before, um, who is a key character in, uh, I think five nights, Freddy's two. Pretty sure it's um, two when he came in. But we do get, for instance, Balloon Boy, who, I don't know, is just stupid. And well, the we did get Gordon Freddy. No, he didn't. He's there. No, he's not. Yeah, he definitely is. He's the no. gold, he's the blonde head kid. That's just Freddy. No, 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 because Freddy's the um kid with the top hat in the background. Oh, no. Anyway, we don't get Golden Freddy, well, but we get we him get, as it goes. No, because whenever he shows up, it's a Freddy who's kind of fucked up in the face, but normal Freddy doesn't have fucked up face yeah but never just gone freddy anyway we but don't get it's, it's a different it's a different freddy it's we, not freddy we, then we, who we is it then who is it i understand your point we <laughs> we don't really get golden freddy in the same way that we get golden freddy in the games it's like there for people who know what it is but anyone else could just be like oh is that not freddy but it looks kind of different but also the only reason why i was paying attention was because i was confused um, like bit, the, I was trying to, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we have the cupcake, which I still don't get. Is the that's from one of the did, newer ones? Is the cupcake in also a person? Did someone's body get shoved into that as I well? Or I don't. Or know. Is it Chica? Is Chica controlling the cupcake? Is, I, it, is I she, has her spirit been split between two different animatronics? I don't know. I don't know. What, what the hell? The other is this place. The other implication that I managed to catch was that. Abby is meant to be the marionette. So in the Five Nights at Freddy's games, the marionette... Yeah, okay, okay. Here's some deep war for you. No! In the, five, in the Five Nights at Freddy's games, there's a whole bunch of kids who are inhabiting this, the, 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 the animatronics. There's yeah. all... That, that will cause you peak. to peak. That I will heard the cause peak. You to peak. I heard the um, peak. It, it came back into my headset. <laughs> In the games, there's the animatronics, which are which are inhabited by the like ghost children, and then there's the but then they're also like influenced by Michael Afton. 
He's an influencer. What can he say? But then we have the marionette, which is another kid that got murdered, but didn't end up in an animatronic and ended up in like a weird, creepy puppet who isn't influenced by Michael Afton and also like working on the side of the kids, but doesn't like people still. The reason we can tell that is for two reasons. We can tell that she's a marionette is twofold. One is that she's able to communicate with all of these dead kids before meeting them. That's hint number one. Hint number two is she almost gets shoved into a springlock suit that looks like the marionette. My personal grievance with that is the marionette was never a springlock suit, but that's a personal thing and I'm willing to take that as a personal thing. The fact that it was so like obtuse in its connection to that felt very strange, Um, Mm. especially given they went so deep into some of the other parts of the law, like uh, William Afton's daughter, who only shows up in the novelizations, or not novelizations, the novels. We know she's a robot because it's mentioned offhand. What? It's implied offhand that she has, like, Cybertronics inside her. Wait, when did that happen? When when Mike asks her if she can help, she says no, and he says, has he done something to you? (sighs) And she says yes. In the books that tie into the games, I hate that I know this, in the books that tie into the games, she is, like, being cannibalized and like put robot stuff has she been her. scooped i don't think she got scooped scooped goop scooped um like scoop i'm gonna have to scoop you man <laughs> i don't know should we talk about like the actual film bit of the film rather than the law bit it's of the- really boring No horror happens because it's a PG-13 film and it's made for 13-year-olds. So they can't... The the movie is designed specifically for the age range 13 to 15 because they can't go see MA films or at the very least they can start going to go see MA films. So they couldn't make the film too gory, but it's too dark to show to anyone younger than that age and anyone above this age is not going to be entertained because it doesn't give you the slasher stuff you'd want from this type of movie. It's it's frustrating to me because it doesn't um, hold the horror elements that made the games really good, that made the games stand out and made the games the like sensation that they were. There's a 30-minute sequence where you're not terrified of the animatronics at all because they're <laughs> basically friends. They are friends well, at that point okay. in time. So there is a part in the games where there's a side game that does something like that. Security but- breaches not count. I'm not quite talking about security breach. I'm talking about I was trying to guess. I, I didn't know. It's Math World, I think, is what it's called. It's like a turn-based RPG. Um, Vanessa, I'm a material girl. Freddy, you're supposed to be on lockdown. Vanessa, I'm a material girl. Um, it's like Fred, it's Glamrock Freddy from yeah. Security Breach. Yeah. Max, validate um, me. Yeah. Validate I, me, Max. I it's the meme from the meme. Validate um, me, Max. Validate me. But, yeah, the, like, for me, it it seems very strange. And there's, again, some of these, like, lore choices that they've made might appeal to long-term fans of the series, but 
I feel like there's enough inconsistencies there that um, long-term fans of the series are going to find it irritating and too much there for someone to be able to pick up and play, as it were. You can't go into this film with having no knowledge otherwise uh, of of the franchise. What do you... Hey. Sorry, I just got terrified because I, singing started happening and I'm... <laughs> The worst thing of all. Well, I didn't think there was anyone else in the room, so I like, I was very scared momentarily. Is the singing in the room with us now? The singing, the person singing, is in the room with us, so it's okay. And I think the singing has stopped. Spooky, scary skeleton. Sorry, the so long-term fans of the series are going to struggle because it's inconsistent with what the story actually is now, and then. Mm. You can't engage with it without having an idea. Otherwise, you get lost in some of the elements of it that require a basic level of lore knowledge from the series, um, like we were talking about before. And so you end up in a movie where you either are confused by what's happening because so much of it is reliant on things that you're not actually told or shown or bored by it because. the way the story plays out doesn't line up with the expectations of what you want a Five Nights at Freddy's movie to be. And that is that, like, me as someone who grew up watching these, like, videos, watching the game, playing the game a bit, and being involved in that, like, craze, the fact that it's not a particularly scary movie is really strange to me. The fact that it's so, like, and I know we we briefly touched on this with Willy's Wonderland, but the fact that it it um spans across so many locations is 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 mind boggling to me. We spend the first half hour of the film without like interacting with Five Nights at Freddy's at all. Um, it's this it's this yeah family drama where he's trying to support his sister who's a kid and he can't get a job because he's traumatized and he's trying to get a job. And like, we're here to watch animatronic robots get like eight people really. And we're here for the tension of like seeing them and not seeing them and seeing them closer again, sort of like, like in the way that the games were super like constrained in both like location, but also in the fact that like, it wasn't super intense, like graphically it was, they, they, animatronics would move from like one fixed location to a different fixed location. And the fact that we kind of get these like weird wandering around bits, we get these, this, yeah, this extended bit in the middle where the animatronics is like, yeah, let's make a fort is really strange. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I just want to point out, you said you could either be bored or confused. I reckon you can be both like me. Because I, if if you have a vague knowledge of what's going on, but not enough, you'll be confused, but also bored. It's just like, I mean, I guess I'm just glad some people enjoyed it. It's not like bad, bad. Like it's boring. I think it is. It's boring. I, I it's but- shot in there, but like looking at it in objective manner, well, not objective manners, but looking at it in what I would look for in a film as well, it's shot really statically and it looks really boring. The it, horror, it, it fails at being a horror film and it fails at being a drama film, which is the two things it tries to be. I think it is a bad movie. I don't, I don't think it's, it's like, it's not bad in the same way that 
like Willy's Wonderland is bad. No, it's obviously it's, it's, it's a different type of bad. It it doesn't feel like um they've aimed for something and missed. It sort of feels like they haven't really aimed for anything at all. They played it safe. Yeah. And it's this very like mediocre film is really how I would describe it. It is really just fine mm. at the end of the day. And that's why I'm I'm reluctant to say like it's bad because I think it's just fine. Um I just think the elements that it has are subpar, which therefore I, makes I, it a poor film. Not a horrible I, one. It, I've seen worse, but like it's not fun. Which if you if your horror movie isn't scary, then it should at least be fun. And it's not. A boring film is a bad film. Cause I'm mm. there to be entertained. And if it's not entertaining me, then I'm not it's not a good film. I was entertained by the audience reaction. I yeah, because it was I think stupid. The majority of my entertainment came from nostalgia and like Which is fine which is fine, by the way. Like, it, yeah, you're, again, like you're allowed I, to have that. Yeah. But I feel I feel like and this happens with film adaptations like this is is like you can only ride so much on nostalgia of a series and like nostalgia will drive people to go to the cinema and we've seen that we've seen that in its box office numbers but nostalgia won't make it a good movie no and there's it's sort of just it feels confused about what it wants to do it's trying to fit too much of like the story from the games into too small of a of a piece and sort of neglects the fact that all of that was this whole thing where it was built over like years of real world many, time many um, pieces of medium and or media it wasn't it wasn't like straightforward either it was all hidden behind stuff you had to at the like the easiest end of it was stuff hiding behind like puzzles and the hardest part of it hard like hardest end of it was linking together like disparate pieces of information that included like spectrograms and like screwing around with like website html like backend stuff and that's part of what made the series so successful is this like way of engaging with the audience in a way and the film sort of like does this sort of like cheeky bit um i don't know if you noticed me in the credits at the end there's a mechanical voice that spells out um to come come find, find me. me yeah um but i didn't stick around for that long but i saw stuff about it yeah yeah and it, it's sort of like well i guess but so, is I, that it, the marionette it, it, i think it's meant to be springlock but um Who the spring, fuck trap, springlock? spring trap who's that Is that william My, afton william afton he got locked in the well, he gets killed by the Springtrap suit and then he comes back to life inside Springtrap. I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. See, the thing about Willie's Wonderland is that they literally just say it's Satan, which is fine. Mm. How does. Why are there evil spirits in Five Nights at Freddy's? So I think what made the original. Give me a reason that the movie provides, not a reason the movie, that. The movie doesn't. The movie doesn't. And the movie doesn't provide enough justification for why. Mm a lot of the stuff happens. And the reason why it worked in the games is a combination of the way the story was told and it's, it's the deliberately length of time that it was told over. Yeah. Um, and engaging and that allowing an online community to build around it. 
when this movie tries to fit all of that into one like two hour package, not only does it miss stuff, but it's not going to re reencapsulate that experience. And the fact of the matter is, is that this story makes absolutely no sense. It's ridiculous. Like objectively, it's ridiculous. But yeah, the way that it was told in the games made it like each piece of ridiculousness was introduced in such a way that it allowed the community to build around it and accept it. Whereas we're sort of expected to just go, yes, all of this makes sense. All of this um, is. This is all up to code. I agree. <laughs> yeah. And so instead of in the, like, so I, I sort of see this as like, if you were comparing this movie to just the first game in terms of experience wise, if you're a player playing the first game, all you know, if you're not digging too deep into it, is you're a security guard at a pizza restaurant and there's animatronics that are trying to hunt and kill you. And that was a scary premise. And hmm. then people dug deeper into it and found out more things about it through hidden messages in the games and things like that. But at the core of it was just this very simple idea that like these were animatronics and they were being evil and you don't know why and you don't need to know why. Whereas this movie does enough like exposition on, well, it's kids and they're haunting it because they got killed by the serial killer who owned the restaurant, who also kidnapped your brother, who also is my father, who made me a robot, who also designed the suits. Allegedly made like, you a robot. But like there's so much going on and there's so much that we're told and expected to believe that yeah i just don't think it works i think i'm just rambling at this point i feel like i'm rambling no i i think it's just it's describing why this film doesn't work the way it does and i think the problem is that scott carlton carlton yeah he's the, he wrote he wrote the movie so mm -hmm. the, the writer of the, the writer and creator of the original game series also wrote this movie i think in conjunction with some other people as well it wasn't just him but and it, I get the feeling that maybe someone else said you'll be, maybe he was trying to make it more cryptic like the games. And then someone else was like, we can't make a movie like that. Uh, we have to have more answers. And they hit like some, they hit some sort of like weird middle ground where they just didn't give enough answers, but they gave too many as well. Like for, I mean, they gave too many for one, for one effect, but they gave too little for another effect. That, or, Sorry, I was just going to say, or Scott Carlton can't write movies and can only do uh, video games. <laughs> well, there was there was a lot of, my understanding was there was some criticism about some of the later games and the writing in some of the later games. Ah, I had um, no idea about that. And questioning where, like, I don't know, I would, I would question whether perhaps Scott is the reason why so much of the lore stuff was included because he wanted to like showcase that as something that he built over those over the course of mm. many years, which like in the format that he did it, very effective, um, very engaging. In this format, not so much. Well, because it's basically a new audience. I mean, obviously you're going to get the old audience to come back, but you're going to get a whole new audience when you do this as well. So you need, and and he made a movie that was not friendly to that new audience at all, and. But he also made a movie, the, sorry, Blumhouse overall, like the, the whole creative process, they made a movie that wasn't friendly to the first round of fans, our age. 
because it's not a movie that's as, as i've mentioned before it's not a movie that's fun for people our age because most people who would have played five nights at freddy's at our age would probably have gone on to watch other horror films because they were into horror and they would have enjoyed other horror games and other horror media and other horror media is scarier and more intense than this movie so anyone our age who liked five nights at freddy's would not be entertained by this movie probably uh, beyond maybe they might have that huge nostalgia factor that mm. they had but they would not most likely i assume would not be entertained because this movie is so it has the the kitty gloves on it's 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 baby's first horror film it's so handholdy and it, it it makes sure that for like 30 minutes you don't have to be scared at all because they're building a fort and bonnie falls over and gives you a thumbs up and i i i mean atlas weeped man atlas weeped i don't understand that reference um but anyway i don't know what i'm saying anymore i'm just rambling as well i think shrugged as in like ayn rand no he weeped god weeped jesus weeped. i think i think atlas did shrug someone else weeped well yeah but atlas shrugged as like a neoliberal bullshit thing my type of book Atlas. Why is he shrugging? Don't shrug. You have the sky on your shoulders. That might fall. That's that's sort of that's the point. That's the point of the show. You know what? You came at me for not getting your joke earlier. At- Atlas wept. I, it's not no, Atlas no. wept. It's Atlas shrugged. Yeah, which is. I think but, we're yeah. done with this movie. I think we've said anything we can. Um, oh, real quick. Um, thoughts on the g- g- game theory um, cameo? I didn't. I, what game theory cameo? Did I miss that? Matt Pat's in the movie. Is he? I missed that. He's the, how did you miss that? It, it's when it's when the evil aunt is in the uh the the diner and the waiter comes up and he's like, I can't. I don't know where the exact line. But he's like, lunch is the most important meal of the day. And then someone's like, I thought it was breakfast. And he's like, Well, that's just a theory. You do realize that lunch is the most important meal of the day. I thought it was breakfast. Some people say that, but you know, it's just a theory. Are you- okay. I'm being serious. That's how okay. it went, by the okay. way. Okay, so dead ass, one of two things happened. The audio dropped out and you were trying to fix it. <laughs> and I was trying to fix it, or I was looking at the car manual, trying to work out how to stop the audio from dropping out. Well, you missed MatPat because MatPat was very much in the movie, which well, is very funny very because sad. he tricked, he tricked everyone into thinking he wasn't with like that thing where he watched the trailer and he was crying and pretending to cry and all that turned out that was all fake he was in the movie the whole time also markiplier wasn't in the movie because his film ran over the filming of this film because he's also making a movie markiplier yeah. he was gonna supposedly be a um he was gonna be the security, security guy who dies at the very start yeah. yeah which would have been really distracting i don't think i could have taken the movie seriously if that was the case i mean i didn't take the movie seriously anyway but it would have been yeah. less serious i would i would have lost respect earlier than I think the, the when Matt drivers, Pat rocks up. Well, I lost a lot of respect when Matt Pat rocked up. It, it felt very free guy. Apparently, the the cab driver is also a very famous, like someone who influenced FNAF or like you know put it on the mainstream. But I don't know them, so I can't really comment on that. But also, I guess they were kind of like my favorite part of the movie because he get jump scared by Balloon Boy, and that's kind of funny. I like the the jump scare from Balloon Boy. Balloon Boy was the consistently most scariest part of this whole movie. Yeah, but that's just because they cut it. They did the only good cuts around Balloon Boy. 
because they kept jump scaring us with them. Like, no, but they also like framed it good. It they, was good. They did the one good job of framing was a balloon boy. <sighs> Such a boring movie. I mean, it's competent. It doesn't look bad. It's just boring. I'll give it that. All right, All right Mitch. What what did you rate it then? I give it two scenes with Matthew Lillard, which also also coincided with my favorite. Part. Oh wait, um um my other my actual favorite part. Sorry, no. Um, two scenes with Matthew Lillard, which coincide with my favorite parts of the movie. My favorite part of this movie is when it referenced Scream, because Matthew Lillard's in Scream as well. Right, yeah, so yeah, yeah. there's um I don't know if have you seen Scream. Anyway, there's, the, I, there's an iconic thing that the, every single ghost face does, or most ghost faces do at least, where when they get blood on their knife, they'll do like a wipe, like a shunk, like that. It'll be like from, it'll be kind of very horizontal to the ground. It'll be horizontal, basically. Yeah. They, with one hand, they put their gloves around the um, blade. I'm describing for the listeners, by the way, sorry. And then they'll like two but the hand they'll take both hands in an opposite direction and it'll be like a knife wipe and it's really cool um in number six two ghost faces do it at the same time it's pretty epic that's a spoiler for number six sorry but whatever you know there's multiple ghost faces in these movies except for number three spoiler for number three but that one came out in 2000 something so whatever um he when he's in the bunny suit which i hate saying that but he when he's in the bunny suit he has a knife and he does the scream knife wipe and that's my favorite part of the whole movie was when it referenced a good horror film my beloved matthew Lillard. i hope because they're gonna make more of these the bunny suit is springtrap i don't care if they make more of these they need to make sure that matthew Lillard comes back i bet i I bet he will be no, no, no. See, the thing is, is that they can very easily recast him now for someone cheaper because they don't have to show him anymore. Yeah. Because he's now inside an animatronic and they can just do a different voice. Or they can pay him as a voice actor or something, which would be fine. I mean, no, pay him normally. Please don't. But like, they could get him in like that, but they don't have to have him. They, they can get someone else now. Oh, <laughs> they wasted Matthew Lillard. Why have him there if you're going to have him for th- two th- scenes? Why? Anyway, please do your... um. Do your rating. I I gave it uh two full animatronics that they missed out on that I uh and uh from the games and one that was there but I did not remember. Who was the, there? But the you cupcake. Didn't know the cupcake. I don't remember the cupcake. I know it was I there. I don't think that's from the original. I don't believe it's not from the original from- games. It's from one of the later games, and I just stopped. I stopped after a while, but I was like, "Where's Golden Freddy?" Golden Freddy was there. It was the kid with the blonde hair. That I, was Golden I, Freddy. I just like I wanted real Golden Freddy. Okay, well you're not you didn't get it. Sorry. <laughs> will they make more? Surely they will, right? They'll have to. They this made so much money. They're going to make more. And it's so set up for sequels. I mean, it even has so apparently Matthew Lillard, uh, William Afton, sorry, saying um, I always come back is like a thing. Yeah, that's like well, that's apparently so, an iconic so, thing. So so yes, and also the whole thing that um. He is inside uh, the spring lock suit. So in the game, what do you think of the spring lock scene? By the way, actually, yeah. Did you care anything about it? No, because I got a lot. So because I got a lot of um discourse on on internet where half of them are like, "Oh, normal moviegoers will be really squeamish when they watch that," and then the other half's like, "Should it be more gory?" And I think both are dumb because I think it was like a perfectly fine scene, and I didn't really care about it actually. But yeah, I guess it could be more gory, but it wasn't. Normal moviegoers weren't aren't going to be squeamish about that. Oh, maybe they will. But people who are going to see that this movie are not going to be squeamish because they're going to be people who can watch horror or little or kids. children. 
but then when then they will be squeamish because they're little kids but that's fine um <sighs> no because so after you get in like the second game or the third game or maybe it's the first game i don't know i don't remember the orders william afton gets like locked in the spring trap suit and then he like becomes um spring trap, spring trap. but then there's also something about him being purple guy but I don't know how that's related. I can't remember. It was really. We should have watched the um, game theory. Video There's so many videos. now, though. There's so many. There's like I think 20. he's conglomerated them a bunch. So some of them aren't real. Some of them aren't true anymore. Like they got rewritten. Yeah, I or know. I know. But like, at so he's time, like taking a bunch watch. and. I feel like I'm gonna go back and watch like a history of the Five Nights at Freddy's series. That's what it made me want to do. Really, is it made me want to go back and watch Game Theory. So. Props to that. I really hated film theory. It was never really that fun. You know what I mean? Like game theory was more fun, and then film theory just kind of, kind of boring. I don't. I don't know. I like watched like maybe ten episodes of that, and sort of stopped paying attention altogether. Because so. it was boring. Well, just in general, to like game theory as well. Yeah, fair enough. This has been the Block Busted Podcast. I've been Mitch. I've been Max. You can send us questions, reviews, and warranted hate mail at blockbustedpotty at gmail.com. That's potty, spelled P-O-D-D-I-E. You can also find us... Huh? I was going to say, tell me where I got my Five Nights at Freddy's law wrong. Oh, yeah. Tell us where we got the law wrong. Tell us why we're wrong for not liking this movie. Uh... Tell Mitch why he's wrong for not liking Spider-Man 2. I'm, I'm I not like com- Spider-Man. Don't put words no, in my that's mouth. Not, that's not a commentary on, from me because I haven't played it. I liked Spider-Man 2. At no point did I say it was a bad game. Don't put words in my mouth. Don't try and stoke um, controversy. We can't handle one of us getting cancelled, Max. We can't come back from that. We don't have the um, we don't, fan base. We don't, we don't have the fan base to get cancelled, Mitchell. True. But we don't want someone to come back because they will. They'll come back, listen to all this stuff, and try and cancel us on things we said earlier. So there we go. You can also I'm, find I'm us on sorry, X. I'm afraid to get cancelled over not liking Spider-Man 2. I don't think you understand how serious the console wars have started again. It used to be fine and it mellowed and now it's not. Anyway, you can find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the username BBPotty. This week, hide a body somewhere that isn't an animatronic suit. I think he does that in, he like, buries some of them. I can't believe you'd say you give me more law. We're out of, we're out of that. We don't need to <laughs> law anymore. Don't law more. No more. Law no more. Well, that's all I know about this. It's all. I, that's all there is. Just stop talking and it's about just it. Just a theory. A game theory. Thanks for watching. Well, maybe it's just because you're ugly. Ugly? You gotta be kidding me.